The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Mark Lawrence and Tony Cascarino with us to look back over weekend's football, which saw Arsenal move eight points clear just before the halfway stage of this year's Premier League season. Not an insurmountable gap, but could it be, Tony, that Manchester United, nine points back in fourth place, but on a good run since those early season defeats 6-3 by Manchester City, the mauling at Brentford, that Manchester United rather than Manchester City might be the strongest challenger? Well, I think we'll learn a lot more, Matt, by this weekend coming. Um, I thought United... Didn't have to play that well against Man City, which was the surprising thing. City were well below par. Takes nothing away from Man United. They go to the Emirates this weekend, come in. Um, it's a big match, Matt. I still think they've got a lot to do. I think it's quite clear that Arsenal have looked the best team and have been the best team so far in the Premier League this season. Um, so, huge test around the corner, Matt. One thing you can say, the United team is way harder to beat than it was. You know, you take the 4 0 defeat at Brentford and how they were beaten. If you would have thought, well, that was then and where we are now, that's chalk and cheese, Matt. What's the difference? Is it all down to Casemiro coming into midfield and Ronaldo being gone up front? Well, I, I do think, look, Casemiro's added, that's without a doubt. And I think also... You know, the partnership with Ericsson, they played a tactical thing on Saturday. They put Fred in there, who, who takes a lot of stick off most people of his performances for Man United. I think Luke Shaw going in as a centre-half and, you know, going alongside Varane, um, it's enabled. I think Juan Bazaka coming into the team, Matt, at the weekend, and he's improved and he looked like he was going to get discarded. And then there's been Rashford's, you know, form has just been devastating. There are many good things that have happened to United over the last few months but there's an improvement on level of player. Then you get Ganacho come on as a sub. Matt, he's a real live wire and is a very promising player in, in Ganacho for United as well. So did you understand Mark more to Manchester United improving than Manchester City being off form? Yes, I do. I do think so. And I think, you know, all those conversations we had last year when Ronaldo was there about the dressing room, Matt, uh, they, they've all completely gone. And as, as Cass was just saying, there, some of the players who've been out for a bit uh, like Wan-Bissaka, etc., have come in and they suddenly thought, wow, I've got a chance here. Uh, I'm going to stick in the team as well. So, And they've changed the team around. Um, they're very much as, as one, which is, you know any, any good team has to be. So Rashford is the icing on the cake for them at the moment. But I still think they've got a lot to do to catch Arsenal. Actually, just on Rashford, he seems to be one of football's good guys and he took an awful lot of stick in some quarters for mm. appearing to be too politically motivated in some quarters that he was too woke. It just shows you can actually exercise a conscience and be a positive good as a footballer and still achieve on the football pitch. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. But, but I have to say, he did lose his focus somewhat um, and, and that was pretty obvious. Um, but, you know, he's, he, look... He's got unbelievable pace, uh, as we know. I just, I'm just not quite sure about Manchester United in, t- in terms of the front three, even with him, whether they are going to score that many goals. I thought they were outstanding at the weekend. I thought, you know, very, very disciplined at stopping Manchester City playing, even when they went 1-0 down. Um, and there's just this, there's an urgency about them, Matt. You see the word at uh, Ten Hag. Um, celebrated it, and quite rightly so, because it was a massive win for him, especially after the 6-3 earlier in the season. And he, he knows that they're on the way, but 
still got a bit to do, I'm afraid, I think, in terms of winning it. OK, and with Manchester City, Tony, you know, this might sound ridiculous, given what a brilliant centre-forward he is, Erling Holland, and the wonderful goals he was scoring up until recently. But could he be Manchester City's version of Cristiano Ronaldo in the sense that he doesn't suit the style of play of the team and when he's not scoring, he then becomes a bit of a luxury? Well, Matt, getting 20 goals, and if you put him up for sale tomorrow, you probably have all the best teams in the world going after him. 200 million quid he'd probably well, cost. Matt, yeah. there, I, I had more of a problem the way that City uh, style of play was at the weekend. It was like watching Spain in the World Cup. They just Tippy tappy. Well, they were really... Matt, I, you know, when did when City beat them 6-3 earlier in the season, beat United, they played with purpose. They were quite direct at times, Ganesh. and yes, they keep the ball. Honestly, Matt, that wasn't that Saturday. This was... I mean, Bernardo Silva played like he was playing PlayStation. He kept twisting and turning, going one way or another, and I kept thinking, this isn't the way that City hurt you. At their very best, they made quick decisions, moving the ball, and yes, they keep it for fun. They kept it... Phil Foden on the left, Matt, he looked like all he was going to do is get the ball, take a couple of touches, then just roll it back inside again. And they never really hurt... I mean... Haaland ended up dropping to, to the halfway line at times to try and get the ball. I think they have to implement, and what they did in the early part of the season is they knew they had to play slightly different with Haaland. They've gone away from that, Matt. On Saturday, if you was a centre-forward for, for Man City, you would have been dreading it because you never got a look in or even seen anything of the ball. Okay. Matt. Yes, Mark. Well, apart from the other occasion, De Bruyne was nowhere to be seen, was he? And, I mean, we all talk about Haaland, ha- ha- and rightly so. But without him, without him at his very, very best, the chances just, just don't happen unless they're playing against weaker teams. OK, let's move on. Your own Liverpool, Mark. I mean, how much worse is this oh, going thanks. to get? Um, it, might, it might get worse before it gets better. I shouldn't laugh. I mean, um, I think Klopp said himself on Saturday that the performance or non-performance against Brighton was awful. Um, they looked all over the place. Obviously, even more injuries. Midfield, and we've been talking about this every single week since the start of the season, is just non-existent. They hardly made a glove on, on Brighton. And, and as good as Brighton were, Liverpool were woeful. I mean, tomorrow they go to uh, to, to Wolves in the Cup. Uh, you could see them going out of that as well, most certainly. And, you know, Real Madrid and Everton are coming up as well shortly. So, I fear the worst. And, it doesn't look at the moment. Well, hang on, in fairness, Real Madrid aren't going brilliantly in Spain. They have their own issues. I think, no. and Everton. Jesus, if you can't beat Everton, who will you beat? No. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, but the, the Everton game is completely different because it's just horrible to play, in and and you, you fear the worst sometimes when you're the better team going into it. Madrid, Madrid can just turn it on. So, um, but all three. If you look at the three teams, you kind of think it. Wow, what what has happened to them? I just look at Liverpool. And, and, and they're leggy, Matt. They're leggy. Um, you know, we said the other day that, that cheap, the word's gone out now. Get at Liverpool. Get at get at the midfield. You, you win. You win the. You win the ball in there. You'll create all sorts of chances. Brighton were very, very good, but just the way that the way that they played in, around, and through Liverpool was frightening. That's the worst Liverpool have been for a long time. And Tony, let's talk about the league leaders. Eight points clear Arsenal because. They could hardly have expected to be as comfortable as they were against Tottenham, could they? 
No, Matt, and watching them play the first half where I thought they were sensational, I think it took nearly 44 minutes before Shenchenko gave away the ball, Matt. Um, I thought Ben White was terrific, a right back, two centre-halves defended really well, kept the ball with Odegaard, Saka was causing problems. They were brimming with confidence in the way they approached the game. And I did think Tottenham's set-up, Matt, with their three centre-halves and two wing-backs suited Arsenal. I thought that was a real bad decision from the manager. I know that he loves to play that formation. But honestly, Matt, there was just too much space for Arsenal players. And if you're going to give Odegaard five yards to try and, try and find a pass or have a shot at goal, Matt, you'll get in trouble very quickly. And um, they took a, half of the game trying to realise that maybe that was a bad setup for them to take on Arsenal. But Arsenal were aside, Matt. I know the keeper made saves. Ramsdale, and they're given the goal by Loris which he's done quite often this season, Matt. It's just, I thought it was the perfect game for Arsenal. And yesterday, second half, it was a little bit, yeah, what you'd expect. Tottenham go after them. A lot of crosses from Kuliszewski, but no real end product at the end. Um, it was a very comfortable win, Matt. And do you know what about Arsenal, Matt? This is a really small point, but I really love that they have like a Rory Delap long throw. Quite often. I think all the stuff you're doing playing lovely football, but you also got a long throw in your, your armory. So, you know, fair play to them. Speaking as a man who liked to be on the end of a long throw from Mick McCarthy occasionally. Um, of course, let's also notice that Newcastle continue grinding out the results. Only lost once in 19 games in the Premier League in third place in 38 points. But let's talk about the bottom mark. Because I can't think, I don't think there's ever been a relegation scrap like this. I think anybody from Crystal Palace downwards on 22 points is in this relegation battle. But probably yeah. those who are most at risk, and they'll be playing each other this weekend, Everton and West Ham, the managers most at risk. Um, will even the managers still be there by the time they get to the weekend? Um, I'd like to think that David Moyes will be there, Matt. Um, I, you know, he's done a really good job generally. They've had a poor start to the season, but don't forget, they let him go before and, and then they brought him back uh, and, he, and he did extremely well. I mean, the, th- the thing with, uh, with, with Frank Lampard is this, this goes, we spoke about this the other day, this, this goes back, well, years basically through, through the recruitment or lack of good recruitment and the supporters are just completely dumbfounded by everything that's happened, supposed to be moving to a new ground, etc. I can't see them doing any worthwhile business in the transfer window either because I'm I'm pretty sure, 100% sure, that they've got no money. But as you say, it, it, it could be one of many, many. It, it minds actually, actually better watching what's going to happen down there because we don't know who it's going to be rather than the top of the table. Mm. What do you think, uh, Mark, uh, for Frank Lampard at Everton? Because to go one up against bottom team Southampton and give it up, I mean, talk mm. about a way of losing the support of Goodison Park. Well, you know, and Tony's played there many times, which which I have, and it's, it's really difficult at, at Goodison, whatever team they've had generally, because it's always a difficult fixture and the crowd get behind them. But they're apathetic now, Matt. They're, they're actually waiting for something to happen. I mean, some of the scenes, I mean, the day before with uh, with the chief executive, etc., and, you know, guys, Graham Sharp couldn't go to the game. You know, what, what on earth is all that about? And... It looks to me at the moment as though the, the best thing that could happen to Everton is actually that they go down and they start again. I mean, they'll hate that, won't they? But 
That, that could just be the <laughs> they thing. hate you as a former Liverpool man saying <laughs> that anyway. <laughs> they, they already hate me anyway, so I've not got, not, not anything to lose. Tony, do you know what um, my friend Jesse Marsh, who I was calling Ted Lasso, <laughs> do you know what his new nickname is amongst Leeds fans? Uh, go on, Matt. Yank Lampard. <laughs> oh dear, Matt! What is it? You're as pessimistic about Leeds as me and Mark are about Liverpool. I mean, you know. Okay, they played. They played well in attack against Villa Friday night, but they couldn't defend. Any time Villa attacked, it looked like they'd score. Matt, yeah. yeah. Matt, can I just go? Oh, sorry, Cass. I thought I thought Leeds played well on Friday. Going forward. Well, yeah. But, Hopeless I mean, I at the back. Played, Hopeless. I they, well, I thought they played really, really well. And against weaker teams, Matt, they, they'll score goals. I mean, they all sometimes run around like headless chickens. But they're, and they they're give away to, two a game, minimum. Well, you know, but they're horrible to play against. They, they won't get relegated, I keep telling you. I'll hold you to that. Tony, you want to take that one? What about Leicester under Brendan Rodgers? Because they seem to have recovered and they've gone into reverse again. Yeah, man. And look, you can always give a benefit of the doubt to, to the manager with injuries because obviously Madison's been huge for them. Vardy's got one goal this season in the Premier League, Matt. And he's missing Leicester. a fair few chances. He looks like uh, it's over for him, doesn't it? Yeah, well, Harvey Barnes missed a couple at Forest on Saturday and um, it's just not good there, Matt. I, 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 I feel there's always something when Brendan talks, I always feel it's like he's quite blasé about it in some bizarre way, Matt. And it feels like well, shrug, shrug your shoulders and, yeah, and he'll go Tillemans out of contract in the summer and, yeah, we've had issues, we can't really... You know, he, he talks really blasé about everything. He knows he'll get another job somewhere else. Of all the yeah. managers at risk, he knows he'll get another job elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. I don't, I don't doubt that for a moment. But at the moment, he's manager of Leicester. They're struggling. He can't find a way of getting a win. They've been, you know, really poor since... You know, they went on a decent run uh, just before the World Cup break and suddenly they've gone reverted back to being as bad as they've ever been during the course of this season. And Brendan had a really difficult end of last season as well. So, it's, you know, it, some of the clubs, Matt, I mean, you touched on earlier with West Ham and Everton and, you know, I'm looking at West Ham and I, I think David Moyes is shell-shocked. I think he's totally shell-shocked of how his team, which he thought was still European chain, uh, challengers. And it's, the bottom end is just going to be, it's going to be fright up in the air, Matt, because there's a lot of teams that could go down from there. It's a great season, though, Mark, in many respects, isn't it? Because the difference, of different wow. leaders at the top, who could get to the top four, and then the relegation been so open. This season could be one of the best ever. Yeah, absolutely, most definitely. And, you know, we look, you wouldn't have said where City would be at the moment, Arsenal... Man United coming back and, and the mess that it is at the bottom. There doesn't seem to be like a, a halfway bit of the table, does it? I mean, Newcastle, we have to throw them in because their story is outstanding and, it, and it's been done by good management, clever buying, uh, clever organisation of the team. And, and the way sports washing money. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you've always <laughs> got to get in and you're absolutely right, of course. But listen, you know... Whatever sports washing money is, it's been extremely well spent. Well, actually, Tony, I've got over 40 seconds left, but my God, how much more money can Chelsea spend? Because I asked this on Friday night. Do financial <laughs> fair play rules not apply to Chelsea? Well, they're getting too smart now, Matt, because now they're delaying the, the payments for the transfers that are, you know, divvied up over the years. And it's extraordinary, Matt. I'm seeing the lengths of contracts as well. Eight and a half year contracts. You know, seven years for the boy from Monaco. You know, you, you, what they're doing, Matt, is they're saying, we're, it's an American idea because they did this in basketball, long, long contracts, and then 
because they know wages are just going to escalate and escalate, they're actually doing quite a okay. sensible thing. I so got to leave it there. Man. Tony, I'm sorry we're finished. Tony Cascuna, Mark Lawrence, and thank you for joining us. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.